0: Did you know stores offering upsells increase their average order value by 10 to 30% on average? Every Shopify store with more than one product should have an upsell strategy. My go-to app for running those upsells is Bold Upsell. It is the number one rated and most review upsell app on Shopify. I use it for my clients because it supports true upsells. Did you know there's a difference? A true upsell is where the upsell offer replaces the item being added to cart. For example, you're buying a one-pound bag of coffee... The store offers you a two-pound bag for just $10 more. You accept it. The two-pound bag replaces the one-pound bag in your cart. That's an upsell. A cross-sell is like an accessory. It gets added to the cart in addition. So if I offered you a coffee mug to go with your coffee beans, that's a cross-sell. This matters because a true upsell typically converts 20 times better than a cross-sell. Now it gets better here. Bold upsell also supports funnel offers. Let's say a customer says no to that two-pound coffee bag. Bold can then offer them a different upsell like a one and a half pound bag. Maybe they say yes to that. So then we can offer them the coffee mug as well. You'd see where this can radically increase your average order value. If you're not sure which products to upsell though, I have a solution. When you install Bold Brain for free, it works with upsell to create the highest converting upsells ever through machine learning. It's upselling on autopilot. We talked about it back in episode 151. Now, as an unofficial Shopify podcast listener, Bold is offering you their upsell app free for 60 days. Oh my gosh, 60 days. To get this special offer, go to kurtelster.com slash bold, and you'll be able to install it from there. That's kurtelster.com bold. Additional support for the unofficial Shopify podcast comes from SEO Manager. You already know the benefits of SEO. The higher you rank in search, the more visitors you get, And more visitors means more sales, which means more money in your pocket. But how do you do it? That's where SEO Manager comes in. It helps Shopify store owners get found in search engines more easily. And it's trusted by thousands of store owners. No surprise there, it's equal parts power, innovation, and ease of use. Think of SEO Manager as your optimization toolbox. Here's some examples. It can scan your site for issues, offer keyword suggestions, add structured data support, Analyze missing pages and redirects, and even integrate with Kit, plus a ton more tools to help you be easily found in Google searches. Best of all, it's easy to get started. You can get started in minutes, and their friendly support team is always on standby if you need help. Seriously, I have met them. They are the best. And as a special offer to you, you can get 10% off SEO Manager forever when you sign up at seomanager.com unofficial. That's SEO Manager slash unofficial. Tell me about this t-shirt you're wearing, cause I've no it says some words. What appears to be cuneiform writing, which I remember from high school. <laughs> and, you know, get my, my clay tablet. And then it says, fine quality copper. Yeah. I have, what? <laughs>
1: okay. I don't think you're a copper enthusiast. <laughs> okay, so, uh, yeah, I bought, I saw this and I was like, I need to own that. Because literally like five people will get it. Uh, the earliest complaint letter in existence is a 4,000 year old cuneiform tablet written to Anasir Nasir by a guy whose name I don't remember. But he wrote a letter to Anasir Nasir that was like, Hey, I prepaid you for this copper. Uh, and you said you had high quality copper and I prepaid you for it. And when I sent my guy to come pick it up, you were really rude to him. And when he pointed out that the copper was shit quality, you said, well, that's the copper you're getting, take it or leave it. And, uh, this is bullshit. And I either want my money back or I want my copper. And it's like, that's it. It's like 4,000-year-old him bitching at Ian Nianas- Nasir about the crappy copper. And so it's like, that's funny. But when they continued the ex- excavation, again, in like the ancient Sumerian city of Ur, they they were like, oh, okay, well, this building we found this in, this letter in. And so they're excavating the rest of the building, and they keep finding letters to Ian Nasir telling him what an asshole he is. <laughs> and so they're like, holy shit, this is Ian Nasir's house. He conned a bunch of people with his shitty copper, and he got off on it so much, he kept all the letters. <laughs> so there's just letter after letter of, like, where's my copper? Why is this copper garbage? Like, no one's going to trade with you anymore. Like, fuck you. Like, it's, There's tons of letters, all written to Anne so all in this one house, telling him what an asshole he is. That's fantastic. I know. I love it. And yeah, you're right. Like,
0: there's five people who are gonna get that reference. But yeah, there was but the like, story's great. There
1: was a like a thing on Twitter like two weeks ago because like copper prices are shooting up because all all like uh, goods like that price are going up because people are engaging in commerce again. And it was like, okay. oh yeah, copper prices are through the roof. And someone on Twitter was like, hey, and he was licking his chops right now. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's so good. And I saw like someone had like that shirt, and I was like, I'm 100 percent buying that shirt immediately.
0: I think I think the magic with T-shirts at this point in the internet is just go as niche as possible. Yes. Like you want to be a culture king, right? And just go go hard into the the weird references people love.
1: Yeah. So like I, for
0: me, the holy grail is like, can you get me a vintage Japanese RoboCop shirt? I'm in. Okay. You want even older? You want four thousand year yeah, old yeah. complaint letter scam series. Oh, fabulous! I
1: just love. It's like you know, and he lives on forever. That jerk, he'd love it. It was like Everyone knows what a jack-off I am.
0: <laughs> 4,000 years later, it's on a t-shirt. Yeah, that guy could not have conceived of any of this. Yeah. So today, on the Unofficial Shopify Podcast, we posted in our, our lovely Facebook group now, I think we're over 4,000 members now, I believe.
1: I believe so, yes.
0: Yeah, which I'm proud of that. So uh, I posted, I said, hey, if you have questions, if you're struggling with something, you've got some pain problem, want to pick my brain, ask me anything, just go ahead, post, I want to know, What you're struggling with. And I promised, I said, if you post, I'll answer your question. So we're answering everyone's question who posted today.
1: Yeah, so if we got to truck through it, we're trucking through it. If we think your question only gets a one-word answer, it gets a one-word answer. Sorry.
0: But we're doing it. Uh, And in case you're wondering who these yahoos are, I'm your host, Kurt Elster, a.k.a. Tech Nasty. And I am joined by complaint letter enthusiast, Paul Rita. Who grew up two blocks down the street from me, but we didn't actually, never Never met, met.
1: never knew each other. Well, you were a public school kid. Yeah. I was a Catholic school kid. I know. And never the twain shall meet.
0: No, it's for the best.
1: (laughs) I wouldn't want to corrupt you. Yeah, right.
0: All right. Did you have
1: to go to CCD? I did not. They didn't send you CCD? I
0: I attended a couple of CCD classes. (laughs) I was curious about it because, like, all, you know, in Park Ridge, everybody was Catholic. Yeah, yeah. And we weren't. So I was like, I want to go. My parents, like, have fun. Yeah, I quickly, I'm like, uh, I gotta go. Were, they were
1: truly mysterious figures. Like, you'd, like, because the CCD would be at the school, at least with my school. Um, and so then, like, you'd come in, and then they're, like, something bad happened at the school. Like, you know, there was, like, trash thrown everywhere. Or, like, someone's stuff was, they think they their stuff was missing on the desk, and it was always, like, the CCD kids did it. <laughs> like, they were, it, it was straight up. And it was, like, oh, like, teachers are mad because they found this thing or whatever, and we were like, it was the CCD kids. they had
0: to have been. So these these outsider <laughs> public school kids who came on the weekend to your Catholic school. It was
1: like Tuesday or Thursday nights. It was oh yeah, nights. What, in the evening. Yeah, and Then
0: they would get blamed for everything. Well, They we were, were your scapegoats. They, in our
1: heads, we would always be like, it had to have been the CCD kids.
0: Like, That's funny. We,
1: who, who could even see them? Who knows what they even look like?
0: <laughs> That's really... I love that. That's funny. <laughs> Alright, we got a lot of questions to go through. Uh, would you... Open with our first one.
1: Uh, John Murphy wants to know, I have always seen a large drop-off during checkout between the reach checkout and conversion step. Anything I could focus on to improve that? Thanks. Uh, Well, first of all, it's largely out of your hands because in Shopify, once you're in the checkout, Shopify controls that heavily. Yep. Um, I would say, I'm assuming your checkout has been styled. You want to style your checkout with your store logo, your store colors, like make the buttons and colors in your checkout the same colors as they are on the front end of your site.
0: This is one that, like, even the biggest sites forget.
1: Yeah. And, like, please, if you, like, have a don't up one of the things I hate don't upload your logo, but it's got, like, it's like a square with a white background, and then, like, the background of your checkouts, like, blue, so your logo looks like trash. Yeah, like, I hate that.
0: Yeah, put up that transparent logo. Yeah, I wish it would let you upload an SVG, but that's me just being really nitpicky. That's too far. It breaks my heart when I I'm given an SVG by the client and I'm like, oh, I gotta save it out as a PNG and upload it. It's fine for the checkout. It's fine. <laughs> um and, so,
1: I, and I think the sorry to interrupt. The last thing is, I think is your shipping rules too bad? That's are you charging too much for shipping or is it surprise shipping? That's the yeah, last. Yeah,
0: if they got this far. If it's a really expensive item and they got this far, and I know John Murphy, this is a really expensive item. This oh, John is,
1: Murphy. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah,
0: this is a four-figure item. Yeah, he's, that's the thing. And so you get a lot more looky-loos. Yeah. Like j- people.
1: When you sell expensive products, a lot of people like Fantasy Shop, and some people take yeah. that fan, A lot more people Fantasy Shop, and they take it, so it all yeah, the way to the end.
0: It doesn't necessarily mean that this is broken or a problem. It just means they're like... All, they're like, look, I really want this. It's just a lot of money. I get like, ah, I gotta wait. Like, just ah, give me another two weeks. And so I think for this, I, if, you've, if you're seeing this and it's an expensive item, make sure you've got a really great abandoned cart series. Maybe like do uh, split testing with it. You know, try different cadences, um, timing. And you could also split your, your cart flows out. Your abandoned cart flow is based on value to try and figure out like, okay, you know, different offers in there. Um, but, all right, so he's saying a large drop. I was going to say, yeah. We didn't it, define what that yeah, was. Yeah,
1: uh, it's going to drop anyway. I mean, it's going to be 75% of the previous step, not dropping dropping 25% at least.
0: Yeah, I would say if standard. It dro- if it
1: drops 25%, you're doing a great job.
0: Yes. Yeah, if it drops 25 or even 33%, like if we lose a third, I would say that's optimized, you're good. Yeah. If it's dropping... 50%, that's probably the, the standard average. That's I would average. say that's average. If you're losing more than 50%, that's almost, that's got to be like, there's some unmet objection. Yeah, you there's know, something. It, And it, the chances are, it's shipping. Yeah. So, uh, the way to figure it out, really, um, in the abandoned card email, first email is like, hey, did you have a question? Should just hit reply. Let us know. Yeah. Like, don't open with, here's your discount. Open with, can we help?
1: Yeah, Is is why didn't you buy today worthwhile or no? Or is it just going to be, I know you've done that and people have just been like, it costs too much. And it's like, well, it costs what it costs. Like Neither. you get a lot of, you get a lot of, well, it's too expensive. How dare you? When you ask, why, yeah. why didn't you buy today?
0: Which either mean like, Hey, it means I didn't communicate the value well enough. They didn't see the value or they want it and can't afford it. And they're mad about it. Yeah. Either way. Like, yeah, if I'm getting price objection a lot, the answer is you know, try and communicate the value try and offer uh, offer financing if you can but beyond that like you're just always if i see you know price as the objection is number 1 and we've already done the first two things at that point i just start ignoring it
1: mm. uh,
0: all right you may butcher this person's name Oh,
1: uh canny sabori ayubu that's okay that's better than yeah, i would have That's pretty done. good okay yeah. good yeah uh, i'm working on a B E W site, new is site. That, is, I assume. Oh, okay. I assume that's a typo. I was like, is a B-
0: B and N are next to each other on the like, keyboard. Is a BU site like a
1: thing I don't know about? Uh, and contemplating a best navigation style for websites with a larger product catalog and quite a few collections.
0: Ah. Lean on search. Lean on filtering in the collection. Filtering,
1: yeah, collection that sidebar filtering, filtering. I mean, and mm. your oh. thing that you love, you got to do a card sort exercise. You can narrow it down to five things. Five main overarching crazy things. And then each one has a mega menu below it that'll come out when they do those five overarching topics. And in the mega menu, each of those five could have like six or seven things in it. And right there, you got 30 different categories.
0: You can also try um, using your Shopify analytics or Google analytics and, or an app like better reports and figure out like, okay, these are my top selling products. These are my top selling product types. These are my top selling product vendors. And then use that to inform some of it. But really, I, the way out, we've got several stores now with really big collections. And the way out of it has been use, um, have good search on the site and have good sidebar filtering in the collection. And so that really assumes that you've got great product information management. Um, so there's some some data entry and heavy lifting there. But really, I think the short answer is booster product filter and search <laughs> is this app that I've I've come to love for situations like this. Yeah,
1: we just we lean on that app. They don't pay us any money.
0: No, it's just a genuinely great app that has has helped us out um, in the last uh, last 18 months on a lot of a lot of big projects, especially the automotive stuff.
1: Uh, she, he or she don't know. Uh, They, they, uh, also want to know pagination or infinite scroll. Ah, I like this question. A, who cares? B, (laughs) if infinite scroll is better, it's only by like one tenth of one percent. And C, if it is better, it can break all the time. So sometimes, so sometimes it, you don't get anything. So why would you do that?
0: (laughs) Baymard, Baymard would tell us, Baymard UX Institute, who I love, uh, would tell us, do pagination. And I love infinite scroll. It is so cool. It is so prone to breaking, especially in a browser like Safari. Safari's the new IE. This thing is so, like Safari and JavaScript just don't seem to get along. I'm tearing my hair out with Safari.
1: I've, I built that baller uh, slideshow for Hoonigan now. That was great. And in Safari, on your iPhone, if you touch the screen in any way, this it stops working. Yeah, yeah, Safari. And I had to find a fix for that. That so. has been uh, an extant bug I found for three years. Oh, jeez. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, no, truly, Safari, new IE. Get with the program, Apple. Um, no, so the short answer is do pagination because, A, I, I'm pretty sure Baymard said that's the way to go. It's standard. Everybody knows how to use it, and infinite scroll is so prone to breaking.
1: I to, every time you mention Baymard, I think of Brymar College from Del- Del- Deltron 3030. Are you just making up words? Upgrade your gray matter, because one day oh, okay. you may matter. Come on.
0: I appreciate any time you rap. <laughs> Bryn Mawr College.
1: Uh, all right. Well, you're just going to give me all the weird ones. When Brenda McFarlane comes up, you're taking Brenda McFarlane, I'm sure. Yes. Uh, I get uh, Andre uh, Rudnick. All right. Sorry. I'm sorry to all of you. Uh, Running an e-commerce business can seem super complex, but if you had to write a back-to-basics checklist for a $1 million-a-year merchant, (laughs) what would it be? Thank you. Is this more of a question than a comment, a comment than a question? Uh, I don't know. Get the fundamentals right. Nail the fundamentals. That's a thing you said this week that I liked. that I think we can spin on, is everyone worries about little ancillary bullshits the in their toys. business. Yeah. And they just don't care about the fundamentals at all. Like anytime in my life, anyone's like, but what about my page B score? What about core web vitals? I'm like, how many emails do you send a week? I'm just going to completely be like, how many emails yes. do you send a week?
0: When is the last time you looked at your product descriptions?
1: Yeah. No, no What? Yeah. How are your product photos? Are they big enough? Is, uh, so do they look nice?
0: For, I I would say, he say the write the back to basics check, checklist for a $1 million a year merchant. What would it be? Um, let's at that point, yeah, you know, we're already established. So let's make sure that customer service is is on point. Like, let's get a returns manager in place with Bold's return manager or Narvar if you want something more enterprisey. Um, those are both uh, really good options. So get a returns portal in place. Uh, let's get an FAQ in there. Let's get support ticketing software. Let's make sure that we have preempted any customer issues. All right, boom, number one, got that out of the way. Number two, Let's nail our positioning. Let's start talking to customers. Let's do a customer survey. And then let's rethink our positioning because it probably hasn't changed between the time you know we were growing the business and we hit one million a year. Let's make sure that it still makes sense. And then if we know that, positioning is the cornerstone of our, our copy, our marketing, our messaging. Now take the top 20% of your products and you rewrote those product descriptions so they tell a story, so they're tonal, so they're longer. And that really... Um, I think, like, those are the three things I would start with. And then you could get into, like, all right, let's try and make the site easier to browse, easier to find our products. But, I mean, those three, if you go through that, really, that exercise will, will help you dramatically.
1: Well, and now that we have our uh, positioning and all that language down, uh, we're going to write a new welcome series that welcomes every single email that we grab on or from someone that, that buys something from us. Uh, and we're that welcome
0: also- series, you're right. Espe- especially at this stage. Like, I went to Clavio Boston a couple of years ago. And I'd ask people, hey, what's your merchants? I'd say, what's your favorite flow? And the majority of them said, the welcome series. Like, that was the one they're like, once we got that dialed in and performing right, that's the thing that really made, um, yeah. made the money. And that,
1: again, that loops back to John's question of, like, well, why am I seeing this conversion, Rob? Well, because maybe people don't understand the value you're offering. Okay, well, the welcome, the welcome series, series fixes will help that. you do that.
0: You're right. So, no, you're 100. percent Oh, this is great. This is building on itself. So. Wheels
1: within wheels, man. It's all holistic.
0: It's like an onion, just layers. Yeah. Keep peeling it back. Brenda uh, McFarlane Brie, asks.
1: Brenda. Brenda McFarlane.
0: A A Ron.
1: <laughs> A. 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 A A Ron Rodgers.
0: <laughs> we were rewatching Key and Peel. I think that show is going to make it. It's very funny.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think they're talented gentlemen.
0: Oh, yes. Uh, all right, Brendan McFarlane asks, I make handmade jewelry and I work alone. What's the best way to advertise for conversion plays? I would point you back to um, uh, Vivian K's episode from last Tuesday mm-hmm. in which she makes it very clear community and story are what sell
1: yeah you're not selling the jewelry you're selling Brendan McFarlane.
0: yep i want to know who you are i want to know why you're doing it i want to know your journey and then i'm gonna buy your jewelry mm-hmm. that's the
1: thing and you working in a one of our client uh, one of our someone we worked with that's in the group uh mary geraldine uh i forgot the name of gardens her of the sun gardens of the sun she sells jewelry she doesn't make it uh she's in indonesia I think yeah, she's in or, Bali. She's in Bali, and it's like yeah, that's very midwestern. Bali, Bali. He's in Bali. You know, the total fit, total fitness, uh, <laughs> casino, and an island, uh, and arcades, and or ar- pinball machines, and Six Flags. Oh, and Six Flags. They they did own Six Flags. That was some and, regional reference, and a record label. Uh, but anyway, yeah, and I mean, so she obvi- she has a great story because she has like local women in Indonesia that are making it. And so it's like, she's giving these women an opportunity to make money and, you know, all that sort of stuff. So she's got a great story. She has an incredible stories and videos detailing that story. So I would look at what she is doing and that's the kind of stuff you need to be doing.
0: Yeah. Well, and the issue with jewelry is it's very much there's, you are spoiled for choice with jewelry Mm -hmm. and that can make, I mean, in many ways, jewelry can be a commodity. And so for that reason, that's, I that's why I'm for this question. I immediately went to story and community well,
1: are the two things. It's the same thing. I mean, she's a small operator. So I mean, those two gotta- will
0: help uh, say story and community. If you could develop those, that'll help any business. Yeah. Um, but especially with something like jewelry
1: uh, Ethan Lahav, uh, we are running paid ads and we see 90% of traffic with only one page view, which is the collection page. That's the landing page. Almost all of them don't continue to the product page. I'd be happy to get a clue why this is happening because you're running paid ads and that's the top of funnel traffic. So it's going to convert like shit.
0: Yeah. That that tofu traffic, top of funnel. That's
1: just what's going to be happening, man. Well, at the same
0: time, sending them to a collection page is it literally like you just, I get dropped into a grid of products. Yeah, that sucks. That's not going to work. That sucks. You need to send me to a landing page. So now,
1: a, a landing page specifically made for people that have clicked on the ad.
0: Yes. So, like, number one, it needs to... The, the first thing I need to see needs to feel like the ad I just saw, right? So, all right, let's look at your win. You have an ad that people are clicking through on. That's, that's the hard part. Fabulous. You did it. Now, assuming that the traffic, re- that it works, all right, um, let's... It, Make a landing page, and this could just be like a fancy collection template, or you can use something like Zipify Pages to build uh, and quickly revise and test a landing page. Um, and number one, make sure like when I land on that page, take the headline from the ad, take the graphic from the, do something that makes me immediately feel like this is connected to the ad. I think that's number one. Then number two, eh, it needs to be a little bit like a sales letter, you yeah, know, like. It, Give me some kind of hook, some kind of positioning that makes me feel like this is the product for me, and then show me the product, show me social proof. And you could do that. Like in this case, you know, maybe it's not just one T-shirt; it's like a group of T-shirts, you know, that kind of thing.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, you could you could do this with a product page. I would if also you have say a yeah. a crazy try... great product page, like like we have on Adam's Polishes or something that has a ton of great content on it. That you could do, but just a straight-up collection page of just, like, here's one paragraph of text and 12 products, like, mm-mm.
0: Yeah, well, and when, when I land on a collection page, you're essentially telling the person, like, hey, now you have to make a decision, and you're kind of, like, launching me into this, you're like, well, you gotta browse. It's like,
1: they just click through on a Facebook ad. They are not ready to buy yet.
0: Yeah, and it may be that, like, okay, you could look at it as, like, this is a win. We got them to the page they visited. Now retarget people who click the ad. Yeah. Right? That could
1: help. I mean, and again.
0: Sometimes it's about total number of touch points.
1: I ran the numbers on this months ago, I remember, because we were trying to figure out why um, mobile conversion rates are so bad compared to desktop conversion rates. And I'm sure there's a myriad of reasons, but we realized that one of the main reasons were, was that the main way that people got to the site through desktop was by searching or directly going to it. And that's the, very intentional. That's very intentional. The main way people got to the to the site on mobile is Facebook or Instagram ads.
0: Yeah, those story ads. Yeah. That's what that's the only kind of ad I will that will get me cuz it's like such an it's interruption marketing where it takes over the entire page. It's not as easy to click past and then it's easy to just swipe up on it. Now I'm on a page and I can tell like the number of times like I'll click on several the ads. The number of times
1: you bought on that visit. Yeah. Is like one in a hundred, maybe.
0: Maybe. And it's usually it's like, I saw the ad. I swiped up. I looked a little and I'm more interested because I'm also a professional. So it's like, it has to interest me and I'm professionally interested. And then I'm still leaving. And it's only on like a subsequent, it's only on a a subsequent ad or a, um, you know, maybe if they were, they got me into a newsletter then I'm, I'm going to go back and buy.
1: Yeah. So that's another thing you need to understand is that those Facebook or Instagram ads are not going to be direct converting on that click. Those are the seeds for your future conversions. That's such a good way to put on it on desktop.
0: Yeah. You've got people, these people are now in the top of your funnel. What are you going to do to move them down? Yeah. So yeah, it's a, you but gotta just think in this, like this thing where it's point like, point well, idea.
1: they click and then 90% leave and then they leave. And I guess it's over now. No, it's not over now you've got another nugget of information about them is that they were interested enough to click. You've whittled whittled down the audience by a ton.
0: How can you increase your Shopify sales by 10 to 15% overnight? This is not mission difficult, Mr. Hunt. It's mission impossible. Don't worry, Tom Cruise. This mission isn't impossible. Just use Zipify one-click upsell. Got mobile optimized offer pages that drive sky-high conversions Plus, built-in split testing for maximizing your results. It's no wonder One Click Upsell has made its users an extra $162 million in sales. And it only takes a few minutes to install the app, launch your first upsell, and start generating 10 to 15% more revenue overnight. To start your free 30-day trial, go to zipify.com/kurt. That's z-i-p-i-f-y.com/kurt. K-u-r-t. And to get an unadvertised gift. Email help at Zipify.com and ask for the Tech Nasty bonus. Tech Nasty.
1: Athena Digby Smith. Uh, Anthea. Anthea Digby, Digby Smith. Smith. There we go. Uh, I installed Turbo. Is there, any, is there any great features I may have missed? Any other good tips or tricks with Turbo? I don't know. It's a the theme. There <laughs> options on it.
0: No, you just click, around. just click around. All right. So the, the, the t- Turbo
1: options are daunting to me and they make no sense. They're like headline color sub headline color, top headline color, side headline color. It's like what uh, what are even these these options? I don't know where any of this shit is to this day,
0: I still have to get a little fiddly with
1: it. It's too hard the the turbo customization things like the GUI tools are way too complex and under, under explained.
0: I wish you could have like tool tips, yeah in there. that would help a lot um yeah, now that we've thrown our sponsor into the bus yeah, well the so uh, the when i go into a store that already has a theme like turbo running the two missed opportunities i always see are number one the mega menu like no one implements a mega menu and if they do it ends up being a mess um so setting up a mega menu and having it look really clean that's a win Mm -hmm. like that is that one's definitely an overlooked strategy or an overlooked opportunity um same with flex or really any theme that has a mega menu just don't see them set up often there's a lot of there's some heavy lifting there i think in terms of like oh, a crop an image
1: going back to decisions it's like you got to make it's a lot of decisions involved yes picking a picking a font not a big decision
0: right yeah choosing your fonts colors nah that's not that big a deal um and then the other one is the page templates there are so many cool alternate templates in there like product.details and page.faq and page.contact And that often gets overlooked. And that I think really is where a lot of the value and the magic is. Oh, like
1: utilizing those templates on your contact page? Yeah, use
0: them. Or if they do, like they don't do a lot with the sections. And playing with those alternate templates, that's the magic. That's where it gets really cool.
1: True, true, true.
0: And then you could start duplicating those templates, applying them different places. Well, they're not
1: doing that. They're not. Well, the, oh, you mean like make duplicating a template and so you have like a second product details template and all that sort of stuff? Yeah. They're not doing that.
0: That's, yeah, that's, I get that one's intimidating. <laughs> as soon as you have to edit the theme code, most people are like, eh, I don't want
1: to break this. Rightfully And I don't so. blame them. Rightfully so. Uh, Ethan LeHavre. He's Ethan's back. How would you structure your homepage as, as a, a new brand in the competitive niche to encourage you to and conversions? Let's go with what is our top homepage layout?
0: A giant
1: video. V-
0: I want a video explaining why the heck I should pay attention to you, which also makes it look professional and good. Yeah. I see that video. I'm like, okay, these guys are not Yahoos.
1: I want a video showing how cool I will be when I buy this product and the product. That, doing, oh, you're brilliant! And the and the product doing rad shit. Yes. Below that, I want uh, what you are and the name of the product, and all that sort of stuff, and how cool you are, the maker of the product. I want like text about that. Then I want three featured collections of places they can go to winnow them down in the product funnel. Then I want a collection of your best-selling products.
0: I'm stripping it further. I want, I want a video... That just makes it. That just immediately screams, "You're gonna be awesome if you buy this." Yep, I love that idea. Like, show me how cool I'm gonna be with this product.
1: Go to Overlander.com. You look like a badass in an action movie if you buy this gas can.
0: That is really what they did. It's isn't pretty it? much what it is. Yeah, and then below that, just give either depending on. So it depends on the catalog, but I think the win if you it makes sense for what you're selling, just give me giant collection grid. Just let me start scrolling through a grid of 48 of your bestsellers well, that are in stock.
1: L- l- let's give a stop. He said it a new brand in a competitive niche. So we need to talk about what our competitive advantage is and why we're better. Okay. And who we are. But if it's like t-shirts? Well, it depends. Yeah. If so like, there's a lot of, <laughs> there's so pro- much missing here. It's like, does your product have like a creation process that is different or interesting? It's toasted, you know, something like that. <laughs> Put that in there. But if it's just like, our t-shirts have butts on them, just get to the butt t-shirts. It's fine. <laughs> our t-shirts have butts on them. Uh, buttshirts.com. I'm buying it. <laughs>
0: I'm buying it. I'm sure no. somebody <laughs> has it. It's too late. No one register that till we have the time.
1: That, that, that's it? We're done?
0: Well, it's... And
1: also Mega Menus. And then I want an email thing at the bottom to grab their emails if they hit the bottom.
0: Well, yeah, for sure, I do. I want an email opt-in at the bottom as my my safety net. Um, how do you structure your homepage? I think the answer, it like, attention getter. Yeah. So it really, that should be video, followed by uh, uh, featured promos or multiple featured collections to try and get me into, like, the proper category I'm shopping for, whether that's, like, pants versus socks Mm -hmm. right or ford versus chevy Mm -hmm. um and then if it's fewer products like okay let's just do it in a featured collection just get me to the product sooner and then i like the idea of like all right after that then hey we'll explain who we are why we do this our story and then newsletter opt-in
1: i think the story goes before the collection but that is quibbling
0: yeah i'm just happy you know if it's on the page at all i'll be thrilled yep Anthony Watts. Oh, I like Anthony Watts. I think he's one of the the few folks who gets pre-approved status in the Facebook group. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Anthony Watts. How did you guys cope with work burnout in the beginning when still growing your brand to a level where it's sustainable to take time off, e.g. you can actually afford to pay other people to do
1: some things? It's funny you should mention it because I feel like the problem in the beginning is not burnout. At least for us, it was not enough work to do.
0: Yes. It's
1: like no one comes to store very lonely.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Early on, you know, it's like, I think early on, it's trying to keep motivated. Then you end up in like, once you get past that, you end up in the, the entrepreneur's dilemma where you're on the hamster wheel and you can't stop working or things just stop, but you don't, you're not making enough money yet to hire out and outsource stuff. So two things here. One, you may find that like maybe there is stuff that you can outsource because you can get contractors. You don't need full-time employees for a lot of things. You can get contractors. You can get virtual assistants. And maybe that frees up your time enough that you could do it. It could be that you could leave for a little bit and you just haven't realized it yet or figured it out. Um, I think that, uh, both of those, I speak for personal experience. Um, and then the... I think the other thing is, anytime you're experiencing burnout, the way I handle it is, number one, like look to get to get in the right headspace. I take inventory of things I'm grateful for. Take inventory of wins. Take inventory, like just run through a list. Like here's top things I'm given thanks for, and that usually that's enough to get to start feeling good again. And then from there, okay, what are my goals? Like, let's start reminding yourself of what your goals are short-term and long-term and why you're doing it. And that should get you you motivated and coping and moving forward. Um, But I think you could also look for, uh, maybe take a hard look at things that just aren't don't generate an ROI and you can Dump. just stop doing. Yeah. I guarantee there's stuff you're doing that is a complete waste of time and you just haven't realized. Yeah. It yet. That,
1: well, and that you were like, I thought this was a great idea. Some things you when just got to try to find out that they're know, bad ideas. Yeah. Cause I didn't know better and now I'm just like in a routine. It's like, shake up the routine.
0: That's part of why, like, stepping away for a few days is a good idea. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes, you're like, you leave for three days, and you realize, like, oh, man, there's a whole bunch of stuff I really shouldn't be bothering. Yeah,
1: like, you know, uh, let's be honest. Like, he can ignore the business for one day, and it won't blow up. Correct. So, take a day off. Just, Just take it. Yeah. Just take it, and just forgive yourself for taking it, and you don't need forgiveness, and you don't need permission. Part of this magic is that... It's your business. It's your business. You can do what the frig you want. Yeah, exactly.
0: Anthony, I believe in you. I don't. (laughs) (laughs) Aw. All right, well, you're one for one on that one.
1: You'll do fine, Anthony. Jesse Uh, Tut. Jesse Tut, what bundling solutions do you recommend? Kurt, what bundling solutions do you recommend?
0: Uh, If you're on Shopify Plus, you can straight up do your bundling with Shopify line item scripts, that would be my my preferred solution there. Um, Frequently Bought Together is a great app for just cross-sells. Um, and if you're talking about, like, straight up, we just want to do bundling, like, you know, buy this group together, Bold Bundles.
1: Bold Apps Product Bundles.
0: Yeah, that one's great. It'll do what you want. And then what's cool about that one is you could pair it with Bold Brain, and it'll be like, it'll straight up tell you, here's the stuff that you should bundle together. And that's very convenient. <sighs>
1: Got that one. Uh, Sam Chi, how weird who find a good Shopify or Clavio expert for ad hot work. Is it Clavio, Clavio? Do we ever figure it out?
0: You know, I every time I find out what it actually is, then I like eventually I'll second guess myself and go the other way. I'm at this point, just say it how you feel. I'm
1: fully locked in on Clavio.
0: I also just say Clavio. All right, there you go. Yeah. Clavio. Really like hammer. Hammer the A. Chicago. Um how, where to find a good Shopify or Klaviyo expert for ad hoc work? Well, answer. Right. The Shopify, um, there's the Shopify experts and Shopify jobs. I mean, those people are vetted by Shopify and certainly I would hope are, are fearful of getting kicked off the platform, right? No one wants to get slapped on the hand by Toby. So I think that would be my first place. Toby's
1: a very gentle man. Yes. I feel like I've met him several times and he seems like a quiet, gentle, unassuming man. I don't yeah. think he's gonna slap you.
0: No. No. I challenge him to slap me.
1: <laughs> Harley, on the other hand,
0: you think like you think, think he's I he's think, the muscle.
1: I think Harley could whip my ass.
0: <laughs> I think he could take us both. <laughs> the next night, people are gonna see us running, pat, running, <laughs> just running. Harley coming at us. Ah! Run. Uh, let's see what we got here. Where? Do, so yeah, I would start with Shopify experts would be the first one. And then after that like the I what I caught here was ad hoc. It's like all right, I've got these random tasks I just need someone to take care of for me. Yeah. For something like that, you know, I I would use a small task service. Um hey task Carson, Husky, has, Hey Carson, StoreTasker.
1: Hey, do those all 3 still exist? Cuz wasn't there like mergers and stuff?
0: One of the Okay, so Hey Carson and StoreTasker were both owned by Jonathan Kennedy and he sold one of them to ask lorem i
1: think okay
0: yeah so there we go
1: but all three of those are still a thing yeah okay hire one of them
0: yeah also go.
1: uh on that shopify experts directory or whatever don't go with the cheapest
0: yeah don't
1: you don't do that
0: go for a second from the bottom
1: second from no i'm not <laughs> kidding it's like wines people that do your stuff around your house
0: trim levels on cars yeah
1: second cheapest because the cheapest mm, no good
0: yeah Yes. Uh, Let's
1: see what we got here. Sam Chi, also, when retailers reach out uh, who aren't Walmart or Best Buy, so I guess like mid-non-big-box retailers, and want to carry your product, how do you think through that, Uh, things to look out for, how uh, how to scale that, blah, blah, blah. I got no clue, man.
0: Yeah, there's a lot there. All right, so I'll just talk you through how we would typically set up um, a wholesale channel is number one, like a, a contact form on the site, an application form for wholesalers to apply that's going to ask a lot of this info just to weed out the tire kickers, right? Um, like how long have you been in business? Do you have a physical store? Do you sell online? You know are you <laughs> legitimate? What do you why do you want to carry our product? And then like that's it. boom. And you can find if you check the footer on a whole bunch of sites you like, you'll see these wholesale application links. and it, it just like it's a, a client application form essentially. So you start with that, and then from there, assuming you're not getting a lot, talk to them on the phone. Be like, "Hey, you wanted to, you know, what are you looking to do here?" And then you need to provide a way to incentivize them selling your product. And so, number one, make it easy for them to buy. And you can use if you're on Shopify Plus, there's a wholesale channel built into it. You can use Shopify uh, line item scripts to do the discounting automatically, or you can use an app like. Um, Wholesale Hero, Wholesale Gorilla. I don't know. They just type wholesale in the app store. You will find a whole bunch isn't of Isn't
1: there a, there's a bold uh, bold customer pricing? Isn't bold that, customer pricing? Yeah, that's that's the
0: one way. we used on our biggest wholesale store for a while. Yes,
1: yes. They pay us money, by
0: the way. Oh, yeah. How about that? <laughs> um, the, so you want to set that up. And then I think the the piece that a lot of people miss is they treat their wholesale customers either like regular customers or ignore them. Do a newsletter for just the wholesale customers. Put together marketing materials and promos that then they can use to sell your products. Help them sell your stuff, and you will be rewarded.
1: Oh, that's huge! Yeah, like you think nobody does that. I mean, uh, you know, think of everything you see in the grocery store. The grocery store doesn't do that. Like that is all handled by the company that's got the grocery. St- the the grocery store just charges rent for a shelf. You got to do everything else. (laughs) What? No. Charging rent for
0: the shelf space at a grocery store is diabolical and brilliant.
1: That's, I mean, that's not actually how it is, but that's pretty much how it is. Like, they don't care, like, whether your stuff sells or not. (laughs) Like, they'll just get someone else. Yeah. Yes. So it's like, you have to do the sales. Like, you're the one that has to, like, lead them to the water.
0: All right. Final question. James Circle asks, what is your team updating, changing for core web vitals?
1: Nothing. We are doing nothing. Why? Because who cares? Oh, I got terrible news, by the way. Awful news. Mm -hmm. So uh, when we discussed, last discussed this three weeks ago, I gloated that my website uh, had a hundred on a hundred on a Google page speed. Yeah, uh, it. I believe it is down down to ninety four out of a hundred. No, oh, no. I know. I lost six points. Do you lose my, sleep over it? I do uh, because. But what
0: about the algorithm update? It
1: says it said by the way that uh, because I have too much page shift when my website is three p tags. Obviously, nothing is shifting. It's entirely static content. It's loading a paragraph of text and. The Google robot, which again, controls our lives and is obviously perfect and knows exactly what it's talking about, says my website shifts too much. <laughs> so uh, I don't know about this. Anyway, we're doing nothing. We don't care.
0: So if you do care, it's why would they care about cumulative layout shift? I don't know. I like uh, Steve Chow from My Wife Quit Her Job. He goes, look, Google makes their revenue from ads. Correct. And...
1: Like, what does Google care? Why websites are slow? What do they care?
0: And it's not some altruistic thing. Yeah, it's to juice ad revenue because their ads load deferred. They're the last thing to load on the page, and they also cause cumulative layout shift, creates problems for them.
1: Oh yeah, Google ads pop. I mean, that's think results about when in you're fraudulent on, clicks. Yeah, think about when you're on a website. Google page ads pop in late all the time because they're it's load deferred.
0: Um. So all right. If- wait.
1: So, so wait. Explain this conspiracy theory, because I'm into it. You like it? So wait, so what is it? So the Google is in... Is All right,
0: so the reason they... they This was Steve Chow's theory, and I, I subscribe to it. I like it. Um, cumulative layout shift is like you're about to click on like the pagination on a site.
1: Or you're clicking on a... Yeah, you're clicking yeah. on a link.
0: And then the ad pops in, and you click it, and then you click back.
1: You accidentally click on the ad because yeah. it popped in late Yes. while you were in the midst of yes. doing a click on something else.
0: Right. That then gets like, that's the most annoying kind of click for them because that's fraudulent click.
1: So Google knows when that happens? How? Because you immediately back out yeah. and they track it? Yes. Okay.
0: So they mark that as fraudulent click and then that, like, everybody gets annoyed. The webmaster who lost the revenue and Google and the user is a bad experience. So this whole thing is about like Google ads wrecking up the web, but they shift. It's similar to how we made sustainability the end consumer's problem. We have now made Google ads performance the webmasters
1: problem so what they are what they're saying is your website needs to be faster and not shifting so So when our so when our ad loads up and and shifts the website that's not so bad yes (laughs) well and i mean it goes back to now here's here we go (laughs) i mean it goes back to the thing where they're like here's the worst thing on your website the youtube javascript it's like that's yours like if you That's cared, you fix it. <laughs> yeah, oftentimes the
0: largest piece of JavaScript on a website is the YouTube player.
1: Well, and you know, uh, this is this got changed about seven or eight months ago. One of the things they were always like, "You're calling these Google fonts? They don't support font swap, which is like a which is a font embedding option that apparently makes your page shift less." It's like, well, up until six months ago, Google fonts didn't support font swap. Add support for it if you'd like me to not have that on my website.
0: All right, so if you are concerned about core web vitals, which don't be, why are you concerned about it? Because it, it's a tiebreaker, right? It's not actually in the algorithm update; it becomes a, a tiebreaking ranking factor. But are fine. Let's just continue with that. You're still concerned about it. You want to see the arbitrary score go up. Uh, the on all of the sites I've looked at at this point, the culprit is JavaScript, core web vitals, page speed in general really has become a metric for how much JavaScript is on your site, probably too much. Why do you have the JavaScript? It's tracking snippets, it's live chat widgets, it's, it's functionality, it's apps. What apps, what functionality, what tracking snippets, what do you want to give up? What are you willing to give up? Give up as much JavaScript as you possibly can, and the site will be more performant, and your Core Web Vital scores will improve. If you're willing to give that stuff up, then great. You will have a better performing website.
1: A better scoring website.
0: I'm sorry, a better scoring website. A better
1: scoring, not a better performing website in terms of money necessarily.
0: Right. Yes. Yeah, when I say performant, I mean very literally like the scores we're getting are, are load time performance. Yeah, metrics. I mean
1: if you truly care about this, delete all your apps.
0: Uninstall your apps. Yeah, there you go. Done. No more problems. That's like get rid of that. Then live guaranteed live chat widgets, the biggest culprit. Oh yeah. If you've got any YouTube videos on there, that's a problem. Those
1: live chat widgets load all the way at the end. They make your final load time score, whatever jack through the roof. Those things stink. Those live chat widgets. But if you think a live chat widget helps you deal with customer questions and sell more money in the end, maybe keep it.
0: Yeah. That might be more important than this stupid core Web vital score. Yeah. But yeah, Google told me, so we better do it. Yeah.
1: I mean, yeah. th- that's what we're changing. We're telling people who care about this to delete all their apps, and when they say no, we say, okay, then you're going to have a bad score. There you go. Yeah. Game over.
0: I mean, that's really is that's – it is as simple as that. <laughs> and uh, on the sites I've been seeing where it's like, oh, we got a really good score, the way they did it is they just deferred all the JavaScript so it loads later.
1: Yeah, which, again, you know, you could do some of that stuff. I mean, that's the hack we talked about three weeks ago. Uh, but I do note uh, – None of our big gun clients care about this one iota.
0: This is interesting. If someone says to me, like, if someone is worried about this, they're doing less than seven figures. Yeah. The stores that are making over seven figures a year, and especially like the eight-figure stores, their concerns are supply constraints and customer acquisition costs. Those are their top concerns right now. Only the stores that are, like, the stores in the six-figure range, those are the ones that are worried about page speed scores or core vitals.
1: Yeah. It's like I mean, like
0: obviously people are gonna say, like, well, I'm in seven figures and I'm worried about it. Okay, fine. But I'm just saying, like what I'm hearing near to the street. Yeah, that's that tends to be an indicator.
1: And I mean, my thing is now when like when people ask me about it, or they're just like, Hey, what would you do to help, you know, increase my page speed score? I'm just kinda like, How many emails did you send last week? It's like (laughs) how are your product photos? Do you have page descriptions? Do you have a size guide on all your apparel? And they're like, But I ask about page speed scores. It's like, Well, I'm asking about things that are way more important. It's like they have no, weirdly, they have no answer and they have not thought about their email sequences at all. But they've been thinking a lot about their page beat score, probably because the page beat score is like a little tiny problem that they think they can solve, whereas can like, like at that. writing a welcome series. Nobody wants to do that's it. That's too much work.
0: Yep. And I will say, you know, as usual, we have, we got a few eight figure clients and all of them have a
1: low, low, the terrible awful 12. awful terrible scores that stores that make 12 million dollars a year which is also their page speed score 12 <laughs> like okay
0: yeah i mean that's also like why you know we come from a place where like this just isn't worth your time mm-hmm. there's just other stuff that's better all right fine uh we've we've beaten that horse to death
1: uh, we always do
0: do we have any horse beating sound effects
1: <laughs> well you're the weirdo <laughs> i don't. don't beat horses that's terrible it is they're pretty
0: i like horses Uh, I got nothing else. You want to go for a ride in this Beetle? I got
1: it running. Does it still reek of gasoline?
0: Yeah, I mean, I know why it reeks of gasoline. (laughs) Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I found some things the previous owner did. I'm waiting on some parts.
1: (laughs) You're, like, jamming your fingers into pipes and stuff, apparently.
0: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, no, my EVAP canister has a giant, like, Mm -hmm. foot-long crack through it. Mm -hmm. And then Mm -hmm. uh, yesterday I discovered uh, that it, it has the wrong fuel cap on it. So it's just gas, va- wrong fuel cap. It's just not even sealing.
1: I was told this car was a B plus.
0: Yeah, well, I'm getting there. <laughs> <laughs> all right, it runs real good. All right, let's go try it. All right, goodbye. If you're new to the e-commerce space, you're probably thinking what we all were in the early days: where the heck do I start? Product photography, discount codes, a logo. Thankfully, there's a really simple answer: start with your theme. <laughs> Your Shopify store theme is the foundation of your online store fund. Picking the right theme influences the way your store looks, how it works, and more importantly, how easy it is for visitors to see the value in what you're offering and convert them into paying customers. With close to 10 years of experience building beautiful, high-performing themes, the folks at Out of the Sandbox are experts in knowing what it takes to make your store a success. From the unmatched speed of Turbo to the endless customization of Flex, Their themes are designed to look great and, more importantly, help you sell more. Whether you want to upgrade your existing theme or launch a brand new online store, Out of the Sandbox has a theme for you. Visit Outofthesandbox.com and use promo code KURT20 for 20% off their best-selling themes and my favorites, Flex and Turbo. That's Outofthesandbox.com slash unofficial promo code KURT20 for 20% off flex, and turbo. If you'd like to help us spread the joy of entrepreneurship, please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe. If you're listening on a smartphone, tap or swipe up over the cover art of this podcast. You'll find some episode notes, including links to sites we discussed, and maybe some details you missed. You'll also find offers from our sponsors, so please support our show by supporting them. And thank you. The unofficial Shopify podcast was recorded and hosted by me, Kurt Elster, produced by my business partner, Paul Rita, for our Shopify partner agency, EtherCycle. Check us out at EtherCycle.com. Thanks for listening.